Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 99%. My name is Jesse Vondracek, and I'm here with Marilyn. Hey, everybody. Marilyn Chakota. You can find everything with me at mcc.coach. Happy to be here with you, Jesse. Yeah, great. Great to see you today. How are you feeling? How's, how's life? Um, how's, how's the lung healing up? That's ah, good. Yeah, I was just telling you before we started recording, I went on my first like real big group ride again on Saturday, the what we call the shootout here in Tucson. There's well, there's three levels to the shootout that we'll, we'll for we call it here the regular, the old man and then the old, old man. But to make it nicer and more make more sense to everyone else, it's like A, B and C group. I went on the B group and uh, which is still here in Tucson, really spicy. It's it's hard as heck. I mean, the, the quality of riders here, especially in the winter, are insane. So, um, yeah, it was good. I surprised myself. I was like, if I make it 10 minutes, great. And then I thought, well, if I make it, what's this one point in the ride that's about 30 minutes in, 20 minutes in, I was like, that would be even fantastic. That was like a far-fetched goal. And I made it uh, about two and a half hours into the the total ride time with the with the group going pretty hard. So I surprised myself and was pretty excited. So, so yeah, things are healing really well. And I know some people question, they're like, why the heck would you jump back in a in a group ride so quickly while you're healing this, everyone has a different approach. Maybe they ride by themselves for a long time while they're getting over this kind of thing. I'm kind of one of those people that's like, you make a decision, right? Like you're either, you're either going to do this again and you want to still do this or you're not. And so if you, for me, that decision was clear to me, I want to race bikes and be in group rides and do that. So it's like, yeah, you're a little spooked still, and you might get a little tense when you see certain things, but there's only one way through that. You just got to relax and, and put yourself back in there and, in a, you know, and, in you know, be safe about it, but just throw yourself back in the fire and for lack of better terms, throw yourself back on the horse and get back after it. You can't, for me, I don't just like, um, skirt around it for a long time because I feel like fear that creates a defensive mechanism and, more and more fear the further you're away from it and if you're riding afraid and defensively then then it, it makes it worse it makes it harder but if you just get yourself right back in there and relax and just every time you feel a little tense relax your arms keep looking straight ahead that goes away pretty quickly at least for me I'm dumb enough it goes away quick enough <laughs> so experience yeah. yeah that's my that's my approach I, I know it's not for everyone but uh that's that's my approach and my advice and it went really well it was good how about you? What's awesome. going on with you? You said it's cold as heck there. Uh, yeah, it's been chilly. Um, but that just kind of reminded me of a story about skiing where, you know, I was skiing for the first time in a long time recently. And we'd be at the top of the hill and my brother-in-law would start breaking down what was going to happen as I started skiing and like trying to give me this whole rundown and like where I should be careful. And, and eventually I was like, hey, Brendan, I really appreciate this. But like, this is freaking me out. We're like over an animal. I just need to go. And yeah, it's kind of like what you're talking about. If you stand there and think about it for too long and then you build it up in your head and the group ride gets scarier and scarier. And yeah, you know, sometimes you just got to say, Hey, I'll be fine. And just kind of, um, yeah, go just for go. it. As you go. For me, it's <laughs> yeah. like a real clear, you know, what's cool is with, um, uh, with, I did a lot of sports psychology when I was a show jumper, it was part of our program. We did sports, worked with a sports psychologist from like when I was nine till I was 26. And the main thing that we, when, when you came up, on roadblocks like that, what I was highly trained in is you, when there's moments of fear that are come up for you, we developed acknowledging where, you know, real specific cues, acknowledging where that showed up in your body. And that was super important on the back of a horse because you had, you know, and it is in any sport, like if you're tense and you tighten somewhere, it makes it harder. Right. And it was magnified by a million when you're headed towards big fences on a horse. So we identified with me, long story short, is that 
my arms tense, tense up when that comes in, you know, you really, you really could identify where that comes into your body when those, when that happens and you can pick up on it really early. And then we developed this like breathing pattern and thought process that relaxed you through it and got you there. And then it, it changed it. And so, because I did that for so long from, like I saying, from when I was nine years old to I was 26 in so many different cases, like on, you know, you had to get over a lot of things that maybe you were fear afraid of in that sport, get over a lot of accidents, that kind of stuff that I apply that now, you know, with the, with the bikes and the group rides or any scenario and, um, yeah, it's still, and it works, you know, so that's a whole nother conversation, but maybe that's a helpful tip for, for people who could struggle with that, like that whole get back on a horse mentality. They're like, oh yeah, easy for you to say. And then they're really struggling mentally to, to make those kinds of leaps. This was like a really, I've been, you know, like I say, been practiced and trained at that since I was a child. So maybe it comes a little more natural to me, but it is a, a learned skill that can be learned if it's something you struggle with. So maybe that's a topic we cover sometime. Awesome. I like it. Yeah. Uh, sounds good. But yeah, uh, it's been cold here. I've been on the trainer a bit. Uh, you know, got to get, got to get ready because as you know, we have Tucson camp coming up pretty soon and I've got to be fit enough to to uh to lead lead the rides for Tucson camp so I'm I'm uh, panic training for camp that's awesome yeah it's uh yeah Tucson camp I think what is this I I'm like losing track of years is this 17 years in a row for me with this camp I think um, yeah if you're asking me to confirm or deny that I cannot <laughs> but that's sad that, that feels, feels seven, pretty good to me 17 years in a row I've been because I was with Endurance Corner obviously for the first number of years um, decade or so, and then, you know, transition from there. So it's been this specific camp, Tucson, end of February, beginning camp, a really, really long time, but it's so fun. You know, it's, it's a ton of work and it's a huge week, but it's the one week a year where we get to, you know, see everyone and have a lot of fun and, and it's a big week training. So even like running, you know, coaching it and running it with you, it's like you, we, you, you do all the training as well. So for, as coaches, we got to be pretty fit going into this thing. That's for sure. It's not like you can, you can show up out of shape because you got to not only do all the sessions, but still be with it enough to run everything and still be able to coach everyone. So it's like our level of fitness actually needs to be pretty high going in for sure. So yeah, you better, you better get panic training for that. <laughs> and you got to lead the A group. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm not too squirrely after being on the trainer leading and I'll, I'll be that I'll be that guy coming straight off the trainer. But uh, oh my like, gosh, <laughs> I think but I'll have a week when I get there to get, to get ready. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be good. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, but that is the topic of today. We we have Tucson camp coming up and I know that a lot of other coaches are going to Tucson as well. But having camps in a lot of places right now and people are getting ready for camp and asking a lot of questions about, you know, what, what should they do to get prepared for camp? What should the level of fitness be like? What should they bring? Kind of all the questions about like what you, what you can be doing now to get ready. And then what should your expectations be for the week of camp? So we thought we would jump on and kind of run through just that. How do you prepare for camp? And, and, and then, yeah, what you can kind of expect to happen when you get there. Yeah, you so, know, I really, I really think it depends on people's goals, right? I mean, what is someone's goals coming into camp? Um, everybody, and and that your approach into that really makes will really determine a lot of that. But what were you about to say there? Sorry. 
Um, no, let's roll that. I think you're right. And I think people should, you know, hopefully they've kind of planned out their year a little bit or, or their stretch of time so that they know kind of where they're at going into camp, where they want to be coming out, how far away the races are this season. And so they kind of have a picture of, of what that looks like. And I think for early season camps like this, like February, March camps, you know, most people are coming in off of some sort of an off season with like likely a slightly lower level of, of fitness. And they're kind of using camp as, as that kind of boost in fitness to get them like hopefully, you know, get, get some big aerobic miles in that they can kind of build off of towards their goal in the season. But, but yeah, I think that number one, you should have goals going into camp and, and then that's going to affect what you're doing now in order to kind of get prepared to get the most out of the camp that you can. Yeah. And you, you know, you made a really good point as far as saying, you know, you are in a place that is covered in winter and you're looking at the week going, I've got to be able to complete this week. So that is probably one of the most common questions that I get because most of the country is covered in winter or wherever someone is coming from, they're locked into winter and they look at the camp schedule and they see these big rides, Mount Lemon, Kip Peak, you know, it's a lot of volume. And so there is the most common question I get, or the most common email I get is, Hey, I'm a bit nervous about the amount of training and whether I'm going to be able to complete it or not. And so, yeah, it is important to understand, like you say, what your season's plan is. And, and we ask that question every year. I mean, I even used to old school print out a, a goal sheet and put them around the tables at the welcome dinner and say like, what are your goals? And, and, and people, I'd be surprised. Most people they are like, I don't know, I'm just here to train all week. And like you say, and when we press people for those goals on what they are for the week, they, they really don't have a, um, a clear idea what it is they're hoping to get out of camp. And it doesn't need to be, you know, super, super specific, but a very, because we know that through a week like that, a lot of things can change. Maybe you feel really crummy one day. Maybe you feel really good one day. You're going to go through those ebbs and flows. But if you have a good idea of, Hey, what it is, what, why am I here? Like, what is it that I'm trying to get out of this camp to set up the rest of my season? And for some people, camp is one of their events for the season. So there's that too, right? And as coaches, when we set this, these the days up, we have to respect every person's goals and what they're hoping to get out of it. And some people are there to race, you know, race every single, maybe they've got like a, you know, a, a PR time in mind for Mount Lemon, or they want to be in, a, they don't get a chance to train with other people normally. And now they're in an environment where they're around like-minded people and people, at the same or better ability than them. And they're really looking to push themselves and race each other a little bit. And this is like something that is going to be their competitive environment for the year. They don't necessarily even have a lot of events afterwards. They just want to be fit for camp. I mean, my old coach, Scott, he used to actually just like his event of the year was like one of the camps, Epic Camp. And he was like, I just need to be fit for this. And he had planned to really you know, give everything he had for camp. He wasn't necessarily racing anymore at those times. So, so there is people that are coming into camp saying, Hey, I'm not going to be that fit. I'm not going to be that fit on purpose. It is a, um, it's part of my overall big picture plan to just use this to really bump up my miles and ride. I'm going to, you know, ride through the swim bike and run through the week feeling like it's an a fairly somewhat aerobic there's going to be obviously just from a group dynamic a little harder than aerobic and some of the way the camp structured some efforts into it but roll through it and get a huge amount of base for the week take that and carry it into their season and other people are coming in really queued up to 
to fire it up for the week. And so, you know, it can be, it can be different for everyone, but like very specifically knowing, Hey, what is it I'm trying to get out of this? Like, what am I, what am I here for? Maybe it's just to, maybe it's just to get away for the week and swim bike and run a whole bunch. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. Right. But I, I do think, yeah, like you said, it's good to have like some kind of picture of what you're looking for. And, you know, especially if it is something like, Hey, I want to PR on Mount Lemon, then, you know, that's something you want to talk about with your coaches and whatever, and kind of like, make sure you're kind of setting yourself up for success during the week to make that happen. Um, so that's why it's good to have those goals kind of outlined at the beginning of camp. Um, what about as far as like being prepared for something like, like the, the volume on, on the bike, obviously our camp is fairly bike heavy, which I think most spring camps are people get a chance to go ride outside and, and yeah, what do you say if people are, are nervous about, about the bike volume for camp? Yeah, it's not, my experience has been that most people handle it better than what they think they're going to. So for example, I've had many, many athletes over the years getting ready for camp where they are in winter conditions and they're riding the trainer, you know, let's say an hour, a few times during the week. So maybe they've got like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, you know, three days during the week where they're riding the trainer an hour to 90 minutes. And then they're doing something a little bit longer on the weekend, whether it be two hours or something like that. And there's a lot of structure and intervals in it. And they're looking at the rides going, man, I'm going to be riding four five, six hours out there. How am I going to handle that? And my experience has been as long as they're very consistent with that and there is enough structure within their training yes the rides are still going to be challenging but that's the point of camp and there's going to be points where you feel more tired than if you've been doing five hour rides outside all summer but most people even if as long as they're doing that consistently and maybe they get an opportunity to do one you know a three or four hour trainer session or kind of a long day where maybe they do a two-hour ride in the morning and then a two hour ride at night or some kind of, you know, longish day with a, a, maybe it's a four hour day, but it's a combination of swim, bike and run. And they're used to exercising all day. Then, then they're going to handle the volume really well. And the most important thing about handling the volume that is a boost in volume, a big increase at camp is making sure that you, that you pace yourself well, right throughout the week according to not your race your best race fitness and what you are when you're in the middle of your race season and outside a lot but pace yourself based on where your current fitness is and so that will also help design your goals coming into the into the camp maybe only pick certain rides or certain runs that you're going to put a lot of effort in and the rest you're just really relaxed and the other key part of that is fueling appropriately right? You've got to fuel appropriately and how you fuel appropriately for being able to back it up day after day after day and early season. So the, the lower your fitness level is, the more fuel you're going to need during all of the sessions and day to day around the session. So you're going to have to understand, man, I, you're going to be eating a lot more than what you normally do if your fitness level is a little higher and because you're having to back it up every single day. If you get behind on day one, two, and three, Day four, five, and six are going to be a real struggle for you. And so I think understanding if you're very consistent coming into the camp and you're you're consistently getting good work in, even if they're just small sessions, 
And then you have an understanding of your pacing on how you're going to approach your pacing and your goals for camp. And then you have a real deep understanding of what kind of that you're going to need to really fuel well. That will set yourself up for success for the amount of volume that our camp has. Um, yeah, I totally agree. I think that that's if you if you kind of plan on easing into camp and you come in with, you know, some some decent work on the trainer, even if it is, yeah, 90 minutes to two hours, you know, three or four times a week. But then you go, you say, oh, like this ride's going to be longer. So I've got to really dial it back in the beginning, keep things under control. You know, we're riding in a group. I think most people go to camp with other people. So you like, say, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to kind of surf wheels and keep my power and my, my heart rate pretty low in the beginning. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with, you know, how fast time goes and how, how, you're able to handle those longer rides. Um, but yeah, I do think it's also, like you said, it, the only way you're going to handle them is if you're really staying on top of calories. And, you know, I always think about, you know, the new year's ride in Tucson where, you know, we, we haven't been riding much and then you go ride six hours and you're like, Oh, but it's, it's fine if you eat enough snacks. And, yeah. and I think everything is possible with snacks. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, activities and children are all better if you have snacks. Um, <laughs> totally, yeah. You know, and the other question I get but, is um, like, um, as as people come into camp and and you know, what equipment do I bring? You know, they they're looking at it going, I'm going to be riding with a lot of people. I'm going to be climbing. I'm going to be doing. You know, depending on where your camp is, we're 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 sort of specifically talking about if you're coming to our camp, but you know, if there's other people listening to other camps, they're like, okay, what kind of equipment should I bring? I mean, where, like, do they bring their race running shoes? Do they bring trail shoes? Did what they bring all their swim equipment? Should they bring a road biker or their TT bike? Should they bring both? Like when you get that question in email, what's your, your advice on that? Especially early season people be, Oh, it's early season. Do I really need to bring my TT bike? Well, yeah, I, I can tell you the the one way to sell, set yourself up for a bad camp is to not think about that at all and just go and and then bring your bike and say it's probably fine. Um, that's that's the way to have a really bad week at camp when your bike is in shambles. Um, I, so, but yeah, to more specifically answer your question, I I think that biggest thing is you know is bring the right bike. And I think that that depends on you and the group that you're with. I always think for an early season, it's a great time to just bring the road bike. It's all, it's a lot more social bike to be riding. Um, if you only have a TT bike, that's fine too. You can always climb and descend on a TT bike just fine. Um, but if people have a few bikes that they can choose from, I would say that, you know, it's a good time to just stay on the road bike, get in a lot of miles, you're riding in a group, so that, you know, it's, it's easier to ride a little bit closer, be a little bit more safe. Um, and then, yeah, easier to, to climb on. And especially if it is still going to get be a, a little bit more chilly, maybe it's a little more comfortable to kind of bundle up on the road bike. But if you only have a TT bike or you have an early season race and you say, hey, like I'm doing Ironman Texas and I need to spend some time on my TT bike, I think that's that's fine. Again, knowing your goal is coming in. And then that might just change how you ride in the group a little bit. But I think no matter what bike you, you bring, it's really important to, especially if it's been locked in a trainer, to take that bike out. If you can service it yourself, great. If not, you know, take it to your local shop and have them run through everything and just make sure it's in really good working order because, you know, you're going to go put something like 300 miles on it in a week. 
And so you want it to be ready to go. You know, you want to make sure you have good tires. You have, want to make sure your drivetrain is running well, make sure your brakes are working well, you know, make sure your, your headset and everything is like nice and tight and locked in and just give that bike a really good once over because yeah, you're going to put it through a lot in that week. And so you want it to be ready to handle the stress that you're going to put on it. And then, yeah. And, and then as far as like shoes and swim equipment, you know, I think again, like looking at your camp, seeing where you're going to be running and riding, um, you know, I, I think that it's always good to bring a couple of pairs of shoes so you can switch them up a little bit. And, you know, if you have room, I'm a big fan of, of uh, bringing your own toys for the pool. It's nice to have, especially if you're going to be doing a fair amount of swimming. Uh, it's good to mix it up and have, have paddles and fins and all that fun stuff. But I, I do think most important thing is making sure that your bike is ready to go. And then, yeah, train. To, I also, you, you were talking about race shoes a little bit there too. If you're not doing an early season race, I don't know if you need to bring race shoes. If you want to bring them for one day, uh, if there's going to be like a faster run at camp, then yeah, maybe it's fun to have, but I would also bring some, maybe like some heavier trainers for some of the, uh, the more just kind of aerobic camp runs. Yeah. And you know, I think the the biggest thing to make sure that you pack when you're coming to camp is the right attitude. <laughs> that is okay. like, <laughs> I I know it's sort of like a, a funny joke, but it's 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 uh, it's really important. You got to pack your sense of humor and the right attitude because you're going to be you're going to be at some point you're going to be stretched. You might at some point face something that you didn't expect. Maybe it's a fear that pops up. Maybe it's like past your limit on how much fatigue you thought you could handle. Maybe it's um, other people. Maybe there you know there's other there's going to be you're going to a camp. So maybe you're, you know, training with 25, 30 other people and everybody comes in with different personalities, different perspectives, different goals. You got to respect each other's different goals and the way that they approach things and, and then what it is that you want and what you're hoping to get out of it. And, and just real, and, and there's going to be things that go wrong, right? There's going to be things that happen that go wrong. And so, <laughs> so you've got to come in with the right attitude. You're approaching a, let's say a, a, maybe one of your biggest weeks of the year in a different place with the most amount of challenges. And that's what you're signing up for. It's kind of like signing up for an Ironman or a race, right? You're like, Hey, I'm signing up for this challenge. And so, you know, make sure that you're able to roll with the punches a little bit that you're, you know, that things are going to happen. Um, you're going to be stretched, stretched and pressured at some point. You're probably going to be pushed way outside your comfort zone in some capacity somewhere along the line. And as long as you come in with open arms to all of that, you're going to get something really great out of the camp. You know, you're going to make really great friends. Most of the, my experience has been over the years, most of the people who come to the camps, they end up being lifelong friends. They're sharing, you know, they're sharing a, a common interest and sharing a big experience for a whole week. They end up staying in touch all year and develop these great friendships that last. I mean, some of them, yeah, they've lasted decades now. And so just come in with that. And if you're not a social person and you're not looking for coming to a camp to, to be uh, social whatsoever, make any friends, that's okay. Just come in with the right attitude and the right perspective that you respect everybody else. And, and you're coming at it with, you know, your set of goals, but and maybe, and maybe you're nervous or shy, 
but you're also understanding that you are putting yourself in a group environment and that you're, you know, that might be your challenge for the week and, and look at it as a challenge that you embrace and change your, you're pushing yourself and, and asking yourself for change and putting yourself in uncomfortable environments. And I've seen things pop up for people midweek that they didn't expect, you know, like standing all of a sudden on the top of a descent going, Ooh, I didn't expect this, or I didn't expect to be this afraid of this. And they got to work through those fears or all of a sudden stuck out in the wind and by themselves for a little while, Scott used to tease me at the camps I went to when I was an athlete he called it, he called it my personal reflection time. It was like, all of a sudden I was having more personal reflection time than I had planned for. And I start to get pissed off. Right. So you got to, all of a sudden you're presented with these, with these uh, situations that you might've not have expected or envisioned when you saw the camp and you got to embrace all of that and learn from it and know that this is going to be part of it. So I think that's like a really important part of coming to any kind of camps is, is that piece of it. Yeah. I think sometimes when things are different, it's easy to kind of like turn away or kind of switch off. But, but I think that camp is a great opportunity to kind of be open-minded and, and kind of embrace the different different things, the new challenges, the new people. And I think that's when, you know, you can learn a lot. And, you know, maybe you try something and maybe you say, yeah, like this, this isn't how I like to do it. But now I've experienced how to do something a different way. And I maybe have a new tool in your toolbox for, for later on. Or maybe you, you know, do something differently than you've done before. And you're like, oh, this was great. Like, I wish I was doing this this way all along. And now you've, you've learned a great new skill. So so yeah, I think having a good attitude, being really open-minded and, and like being willing to learn while you're at camp, I think can go a really long way in your, in your journey as an athlete. And I say that like, hopefully you learn from the coaches that you're going with, but if you don't learn from them, then you will definitely learn from the other campers. You can definitely learn a lot just by, you know, seeing how other people get ready for the ride, approach the ride, fuel the ride, you know, trying to keep up with, you know, how many Snickers bars I can eat. I don't know if you can, but you could try. And like, you know, maybe you could learn a lot about um, mid-ride fueling. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, oh, yeah, you go, go for it. Yeah. And just like, yeah, the, the amount of experience that some people have at these camps, like you say, like if you see someone that's done this a lot, don't be afraid to buddy up with them. Right. And just say like, Hey, yeah, I think especially, um, especially at, um, at our camp, we've got some, some great athletes that have been there for uh, with you the whole time, been there longer than I have. And, and so, you know, they, they're definitely like very willing to answer questions. And even if it's just their opinion, I think it's always great to kind of hear other people's opinions on what they're doing and why they're doing it. And, um, and yeah, I think all the campers are there to learn and share. So everyone is very happy to, to yeah tell you stuff. And so it's a great place to learn from not just us. Yeah. And, and, and being willing to sort of jump, be, um, you know, be, be in that environment without fighting it, like coming in with your own agenda. Like if the, if the camp says, Hey, we're riding at, we're doing these rides at this time, we're going to be at the pool at this time try, you know, you, the, it's really important to not come in with your own agenda and say, well, I don't really feel like riding today. So I'm going to go do this trail run instead. And then I'll come back to camp. Those are kinds of, you know, if you, if you sign up for a camp, 
you're there to do the program and you're there to do it with those people and with those coaches. So if at any point you feel like, Hey, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm in, I, I'm, I'm, I've traveled to this place where I want to go, whether it's our camp in Tucson or it's somewhere else. And you look around and you think, Oh, I feel like doing my own thing this afternoon. You know, that would be what I consider like a deal breaker rule breaker, as far as coming in with the right attitude and what, what is expected from camps, go to these camps and go to a camp knowing, Hey, I'm going to do everything that is on this agenda for the week, whether now, if it's something comes up, if there's injury or illness and you talk to one of the coaches, or it's not something that is possible for you and you've, you've asked the coaches and they've got an alternate plan for you, that's different than when we talk about attitude coming into coming into the camp. One of the pieces, like you're very willing to do everything that is there. That's why you've signed up for it. And you're willing to do it with, with a group of people, with those coaches. And so it's important to stay connected to that throughout the entire week. Cause you'd be surprised. I've, you know, I've definitely seen it over the years where all of a sudden midweek, someone decides they want to come up with their own plan and they've decided they're going to stray a little bit. And you just can't, you just can't have that kind of thing happening at these camps. So make sure you come into these with that, that attitude and those idea that, Hey, this is the schedule for the week. These are the times I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, fall in line with everything and get the most out of that, get the most out of those experiences, even if it's uncomfortable for you, or it's not really what you want to do. It's like, well, this might be a growth or an opportunity for you and a, a learning experience for you. And, and you just, you know, roll with the punches and, and, you know, take, take those challenges as they come. Yeah, I mean, I think by day five or six, when we're, you know, getting on our bikes for another five or six hour ride, I, I don't know if it, very many people are like super jazzed up. I think everyone's a little bit tired and like a little bit weary of starting that ride. But but I do think that once we get going, everyone has a great time and is like happier for it. But yeah, there can be that kind of apprehension night before morning of where you're like, hey, I'm tired and I don't know if I want to do this big ride. But but yeah, I, I think it's important to just say, hey, I'm going to try. And I'm going to have that open mind and that positive attitude. I'm going to get on my bike and we're going to go. And, and, um, and yeah, I think that in the end, everyone is always kind of better for it and everyone always has fun too. So, so yeah, I think it, it, yeah, it's important to, to be willing to give the camp plan a go the entire time. Totally. Yeah, really, you know, it's, um, they're a lot of fun. I've been doing camps since, I mean, I started triathlon in 1999. I think I went to my first camp that year. So I've been doing, doing camps for, for as long as I've been a part of this endurance world and you grow so much from them and they're just a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's, um, you're basically a week away being completely looked after doing what you love with a bunch of like-minded people who want to do that as well. And you get to meet, you know, meet new people and, and all these experiences and see things. And, and so, yeah, you know, if you've signed up for a camp, take a look at it, take a look at the schedule, maybe set an overriding goal of what you'd like to get out of the camp. Maybe your your goal is I would like to, um, you know, get as much hour, more hours than I ever have before. Or maybe it's I want to finish the week feeling appropriately tired for the amount of activity and, and give it, you know, give it a chance to, you know, just do my goal is to do everything on the schedule and another someone might who is experienced and done it before they might pick certain sessions that they say hey i want to pr this from the last time or i want to set a an ftp personal record here like we do a little time trial at the start every year as a benchmark test so there's you know everyone has an opportunity to set a goal and and 
like we talked about, if you're consistent with your training, if you've been consistent with your training through the month of January, where you're putting in, you know, consistent weeks and that, and getting on, getting on your bike consistently, you know, in the pool, you're able to complete an hour's worth of swimming. You're able to complete an hour's worth of a run. Uh, it doesn't need to be fast or your lifetime best or race shape, but you're able to complete it. You're able to bat, you've been able to back up, you know, some good training throughout the months um, leading in, in particularly January and the first few weeks of February, you're going to have a good experience. And, and, and with those snacks, you'll get right through it for sure. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm just rolling through my notes. And the other thing I did want to make sure and add is that, um, you, you do want to like, make sure you are resting a little bit going into camp, especially just with like the travel. Uh, most people probably aren't traveling quite as far as I am for camp, but I think it's important to take that, take that stress under consideration when you're heading to camp that like, you know, boxing your bike for the first time in a while and, and getting all that stuff ready is going to be a stress of its own travel is going to be a little bit stressful and then you're going to go there and you're going to want to hit it pretty hard. So, you know, make sure you are kind of like, you know, maybe you don't need to like do a full on quote unquote taper into camp, but, but you know, maybe you're not trying to do a five hour ride the day before you, uh, you roll the door for camp. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's a, that's a really good point. Really good tip is that, you know, you, you want to come in with a little, you want to come in with fitness, but also just like you would any kind of event, a little, a tiny bit of freshness so that you're not completely smoked. I also think it's important for people to, this might seem like an obvious thing, but to organize their lives, to allow them the space to be at camp. So I've seen some people come to camp and they still have a lot, they still have, they still have work that they have to do. And that's normal. Some people, you know, a week away is a long time and they have to do a little bit of work while they're there. But try and organize your outside life stresses as best as possible to allow you the space to really be there. And that'll make your experience a lot better as well. So even if you have to tend to work a little bit, just understand it's you're going to be really tired and the time between sessions might be pretty limited. And when the evening is over, you're going to be pretty exhausted. So, you know, plan accordingly, set yourself up for success there that your outside exterior life is going to be set up to allow that space to really enjoy the week. Um, yeah, I think that's really good advice. And, and the last thing I have on here is, is to make sure that you are, um, like asking questions. And then I think it's important to like take notes somewhere at camp, whether you're taking notes in your training peaks about what you're learning, but you know, you, like you said, you're going to be tired and it's going to kind of stack up. And, you know, if you see something that you really want to make sure you remember or to learn, I think it is important to, to kind of write it down. So you have those, those lessons for later, because you know, by the last day of camp, you're going to be pretty tired and it's going to be easy to kind of go back home and then maybe go back to your old routine and not remember all the little things that hopefully you learned at camp. So I do think it's important, yeah, to, to make sure that you're kind of taking some notes somewhere and just really saying, hey, like, I want to make sure I'm doing a good job learning the the skills that you're trying to learn at camp. So yeah, take take yourself some notes. Maybe you've got like your goal setting somewhere and you're using that as like, hey, am I meeting these goals? And then also adding in a few other hopefully things that you're learning at camp. And yeah, I don't know. For me, it's always important for me to write that stuff down. Maybe you guys can 
remember things a little better than I am. But but by the last week of camp, I know Marilyn and I are like, I don't even know what happened. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a fog. It's all a fog. And you know what? Um, if people want on my site and the guidelines and forms and all the articles and stuff like that, I have some really good resources in there as far as like packing for camp. I have an article on like how ready how ready do I need to be for camp. Um some I have a, I can't remember them all off the top of my head, but there is quite a few really good resources on my site. Again, it's in like the article. If you uh, search in the articles, if you go to guidelines and forums, those two places, there's some really good information. We actually I have a lot of articles in there that are like from past camps, like people's experience and what they uh, what they got out of it, those kinds of things. So. If you go on to mcc.coach and snoop around between articles and guidelines, there's going to be tons of good information in there as well on on how to approach like resources on uh, get what to pack, where to come from, how ready to be, all these topics that we're talking about, and then people's advice afterwards. It's all there's there's quite a bit in there. So if after listening to this, you want to dive dive in a little bit deeper, there's some good resources there for you too. Um, awesome. And I will also put a link at least to like the, um, the first topic on there and the show notes. People can click there as a first way to get started. Awesome. Cool. Really looking forward to it. I mean, it's going to come up really fast. I mean, it's already the end of January. Holy crap. So end of January, it's going to be February, first week of February next week. And before we know it, our camp's going to be here. So, so pretty amazing. I'm looking forward to another fun year and um, yeah, good to have this conversation before. Hopefully people get something out of it and, and have this first few weeks of February to get themselves organized to, to have a good experience. Awesome. Yeah. And if people do have questions beyond all that stuff, please feel free, feel free to reach out to Marilyn and I. We can answer your individual questions about, about anyone's camp or our camp specifically. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. Cheers. Thank you.